The presenting sponsor for On Education is Schoology. Schoology is not only the best learning management system, it's also a community of lifelong learners. There's so many things to love about Schoology, but my favorite is the company's passion to connect with their teachers and students to deliver the best product possible. If you want to learn more about Schoology and how they can help you advance what's possible, visit Schoology.com. I guarantee you almost everyone who's listening here is nodding their heads right now because everyone has been in a session that sucked. Welcome to On Education. I'm Mike Washburn. And I'm Glenn Irvin. Friends, we have an awesome pod for you today. We will discuss whether we should ban cell phones at school, recap the Schoology Next conference, lay out our goals for this new school year, and we have an amazing conversation with Teacher Gaming's Sinteri Coivisto. So we're back. Yes, we're back. Lots going on. We, we took a little bit of time off. I mean, more time off on the podcast than like actual recordings than than you know actual work that we did uh we we did do a live show at school g next that we'll talk about so um but we didn't we didn't put it on the on the air i guess uh but uh you moved which is a big deal yes finally i closed on a house and blessed to be able to have moved in on the 31st of july and yeah so we've been here for you know almost a couple of weeks now, and uh, some boxes are unpacked. I was going to say, how many boxes <laughs> do you have left? There's plenty of boxes in the garage, but that's okay. It's more yeah. of, of figuring out, you know, where do we want to actually put things. Um, but yeah, no, the kids are super happy. Uh, my wife is excited, and we're excited awesome. to start the new school year here. When we uh, when we moved into our first house, we had boxes. We had them all in the basement, and then we decided to finish the basement. So we had to literally just instead of unpacking them, you know, like you yes. should do, we just <laughs> took them and moved them to the garage. Oh yeah, uh, you know, which was dumb, uh, but you know that's what we what we did. And it's funny because we didn't have pictures up on our first on the wall in our first house, like anything. We have frames. We had things to put up. Sure. We didn't put them up for easily a year. Easily a year. Just too busy. Um, yeah, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. It's insane. And um, when we moved into this this house we're in now in October of, uh, what would that have been, 16, it, we, we put the pictures up right away because, I mean, it was getting a little ridiculous at the old house. Our friends were making fun of us because we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have anything up on the, on the walls. Uh, so we made an effort to put pictures and stuff up right, like right away. Within two weeks, we had uh, every after we painted the we painted the whole house, the second house, uh, sure. and after we did that, the pictures went up right away. So, um, you know, good luck, have fun. Uh, you know, I'm excited for you. I've, we've talked a little bit over the the time. I've tried to leave you alone because you got lots of stuff to do, and house stuff is stressful. And so, uh, no, it's it's exciting for you guys. It's it'll be nice to have you guys all together. I bet. Uh, Cheryl and I have talked about it's come up a couple times that I, I, I mean I can't even imagine basically living separately for for as long as you guys did. Yeah, no, I mean it was it it definitely puts a lot of stress on uh, yeah. on everything, including you know raising your kids and then having mm-hmm. two different places and financial stresses and whatever. But in the end, <laughs> it's finally <And>, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so we're all good now. Good things happen to good people, and and things happen. So so that's awesome. Um, d- did you even know that uh, the Wow ex- we're recording on the thirteenth? The Wow expansion comes out today. 
Yeah, I heard about that. That's so. uh, they've they've done the the splitting of the two uh, tribes. Is that what they would be called? The horde uh, and the alliance. The hordes. Yes, exactly. They hate and each then, other again. And then now, now I guess one's the enemy and one's uh, yes, whatever. <laughs> yes, the horde is definitely bad again. Okay. Uh, which is crazy. So anyways, uh, the, the only reason I bring that up totally is because I, I, I am working on a bit of a project that I've hinted at before, but but I'm building a, a bit of a gaming community. I have some experience in this, um, you know, in, in previous lives. So uh, stay tuned. I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it here other than that if um, if you're playing WoW, um, then then find us on Sisters of Elune, uh Horde side for the Horde. And... Um, and that's where I'm going to be playing with with a few people at least, um, and then I think we're going to build out a you know a community out of it uh, for other games. So if you're playing any other MMOs or any other games, Minecraft, Fortnite, Overwatch, whatever you're playing, I think we're going to build a, around a, a community around gameplay. Monster Hunter World. Yes. What? That would be uh, amazing. I, <laughs> I just bought it for PC. It's, it plays so much better for me on PC. I, I I'm not good with controllers. Sure. Um, and so, so I'm excited that I can get my mouse and keyboard uh, action on Monster Hunter World. Um, what else? What else? Oh, uh, I'm working on an article uh, okay. with with our friend, friend of the pod, good friend of the pod, Steve Isaacs. Steve Isaacs, yes. We're we're working. We're co-writing an article on esports in education. Nice. Um, we we uh, we're, we're it's kind of framed around the international, the the Dota two uh, international tournament. Yeah, uh, which the finals are in Vancouver in uh, in a week or so, um, but but we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things. There's a new esports kind of foundation being formed by Very other cool. uh, and not people who've been on the the pod, but kind of heroes of the pod. Uh, Kurt Squire and his wife Constance uh, are both kind of big uh, people in this new foundation starting. Uh, so. We're excited to talk a bit about that stuff. You, I, I'm going to give this one to you. The next one here, this this cell phones thing, because I, I mean, uh, anyways, go. <laughs> so there was an article written, and actually, it's in Fortune magazine, I think. Yeah. Um, and you can look it up. We'll actually put it in the show notes. But it's uh, it's the it's titled "Cell Phones Are Banned in France," while in the United States, we're allowing them more in class. It came up um, on the Daily Show too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Trevor Noah brought it up. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's a very, um, uh, I, I mean, it's got a lot of hits on that article. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, I mean, number one, it's clickbait. Um, being that if you really read the article in depth, right. uh, the the studies that they're using are very limited, and the specific audience that they're targeting, uh, as far as the article is concerned, and their data that they're using are college students in lecture-based classrooms, which, no wonder, <laughs> you would have no retention as far as uh, uh, if you were using, if you had a choice between your cell phone and a teacher who was uh, not engaging, of course your cell phone is going to be um, the place where you're going to go to. Um, but the article basically states that, uh, or uses some evidence that in France they're scoring better on whatever it is that they, you know, <laughs> some kind of standardized test, which we right. love those. Um, 
than they would be in the United States, and the, or their retention levels are lower. Yeah, because um, stand, standardized testing is the metric for a high quality education. Exactly, and even if it was, Stupid. you know, a, a measurable effect, you know, if if that was actually measurable, what the the target audience that they chose is hilarious, uh, being that we've all been in those. Um, those lecture-based classrooms that where a professor is just droning on and on, and it's not very engaging. Um, and of course, if you have your cell phone, there's so many other things in the world that are happening, you know, uh, that yeah. you're going to be distracted. Uh, whereas they didn't actually use uh, a scenario where a teacher is using the cell phones in their classroom for whatever they might be using them for, to be able to yeah. uh, look up some information uh, as their class is going. Uh, to be able to do some group activities, to be able to play games uh, as a class. Uh, lots of different ways to be able to use the phones themselves as the tools that they can and are. I mean, they're not going away. So I yeah. I thought it was hilarious that, number one, that it got so much traction. <laughs> and number two, that, that people are using this to hoist the thing of saying, okay, uh, let's ban the phones instead of saying hey you know what maybe we need to look at our teaching practices uh and and make sure that we offer professional development to say hey how can we use these in our classes as an effective way and of course right. there are times too and of course and i'm sure especially in a middle school scenario that the way that you're at uh, even in high school where you're gonna have them you know put them on their desk you know, put them away hey, sometimes. You're, we're, we're gonna be doing this other thing right now but hey we're gonna get back to those and you're gonna be able to use them for the tool, the powerful tools that they are. So I thought it was awesome. I mean, as far as being able to discuss it. Yeah, it's funny that when you posted it on Facebook a week or so ago, you, you tagged me in it almost like you knew that would it would like start a burning fire in my soul. Like I was going to lose my mind over it. I, I kind of was restrained in my response to you. But man, oh, man, uh, I'll tell you, you know what? I'm not against cell phones in schools. You know what? I'm against crappy lecturers. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm against. Because you know what? I'll be honest. I've sat in lectures where people have just blown the doors off the place. Sure. Awesome yes. lecturers are amazing. And I'll tell you, I mean, we don't run ads for these guys. We'd love to one day. But you go listen to the great courses um, service. Go, go. You can get a free trial. Sure. You shouldn't yet because you should use our offer code when we do. But... Okay. Um, <laughs> But you should totally go and listen to a great courses um, lecture. People should. And I'll tell you, those lectures are amazing. They're interesting. They they talk with inflection and they talk with passion. And I took a lot of undergrad courses um, uh, on in history. And my my specialization is genocide, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, and and so I, I know an inordinate amount about the Holocaust and Rwanda specifically, I guess. Um, but I took those courses because it was the same person teaching a lot of them. And she was amazing. There are some people that are very gifted in that ability. Yes. Incredibly gifted. And, and, there's, so, a t and there's a time and a place for it, too. I mean, there's a time when you can yeah. deliver some kind of content or a story or a connector. You know what I mean? You're connecting to something. And then... Yeah. And then you get to do something with that knowledge or get that, you know, then it becomes, you know, a classroom activity where the students are now involved in the in the storytelling and those kinds of things. Yes, yeah. but I totally I'll, understand what you mean. I'll listen to smart people talk about smart things all day, all day. And uh, 
Yeah, I think this is ridiculous. It's a Band-Aid. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Schoology Connect Minnesota just yeah, we happened. Just, yeah, we just had a... Basically, Schoology does these statewide conferences. Yeah. Um, not all over the place, thing. right? No, not all over, but uh, I, just in I big think they're becoming more, more, more popular. Uh, Pennsylvania had one. Uh, they had one in uh, the Missouri, Kansas... Uh, area, I think right in Kansas City. Uh, I know they have one in Texas. Nice. I believe. Um, so we had one in Minnesota for the second time, and it happened to be hosted for the second time again in, in uh, Sock Rapids High School, which is the high school that I work at. Um, and the most amazing part, I thought, and it kind of goes along, I mean, you know, we do the ad for Schoology, but it goes right along with this, is that the the CEO, he's considered the CEO, right? Jeremy Friedman? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, they have a new. Their new guy's the president. The president, exactly. So, so the guy, one of the guys who actually created Schoology, yeah, uh, and who is the CEO, actually came out to you know, it's it's not like it's in uh, the Twin Cities. It's seventy miles from the Twin mm. Cities. Came out uh, to our little town, specifically to our high school, and he actually did the opening um, kind of not the keynote because. Uh, uh, we had a specific keynote for that too, but he did the opening remarks for it, and it was awesome. And he was actually at all of the set, different sessions, oh, wow. uh, taking pictures and just talking to people and really being down uh, at the ground level and talk. I just saw him having all kinds of conversations with people, including myself, uh, just about how to improve the product, which is awesome. I mean, that doesn't happen with every kind of company. So, Hardly ever. Yes, exactly. So really... A uh, big shout out to Jeremy Friedman and, of course, the whole Schoology team, Bridget uh, Heaton, and they did an amazing job running the, the conference alongside us, and and then really really pushing to connect with with their with their users. So, really wanted to make sure I brought that up because man, it was awesome. Awesome. Speaking of uh, the awesome Schoology community, when we come back, we'll uh, recap our summer a, a little bit but most importantly we'll chat about school g next a conference that just uh wrapped up the big one in san diego a few weeks ago on education is brought to you by teacher gaming teacher gaming desk is an all-in-one toolkit for any teacher looking to use more games in their classroom this isn't just playing games in class we're talking about 40 plus blockbuster games supercharged with 200 plus hours of lesson content and curriculum aligned learning analytics. My current favorite game is called Contraption Maker, which allows the students to create Rube Goldberg type of machines in the game. If you want to learn more about teacher gaming, simply go to teachergaming.com to get started. All right, welcome back. The uh, Schoology User Conference, Schoology Next, was in uh, San Diego. Uh, it was an awesome week of learning, sharing, and networking, and team building. Lots of fun. Uh, this is one of the coolest communities out there, and it was a blast being able to see everyone uh, that you talk to all the the time. Um, you lived in San Diego, or you lived in California? Is that right? Yes. Did I yes. did I get I, that right? Yes. I want to shout out to the Imperial Valley, which nobody knows about. It's east of San Diego. Uh, I lived in a little town called Holtville. It's by another town called El Centro, uh, and it's a few hours from San Diego to the east, in the middle of a desert. Uh, lots of amazing people there. Uh, I worked there for it was my first two years of my career. <laughs> wow. I mean, listen, I'm I'm Canadian, so uh, you know we don't 
the weather there is like Beautiful, so huh? outside of my realm of experience that I have a hard time even like thinking about it. The, this is a place that the the weather doesn't change. It is the same every day. Yes. Virtually the same every single day, 365 <laughs> days a year. It is partly cloudy to to sunny mm-hmm. and and 71 I'm using look at me I'm using Fahrenheit 71 yes. to 78 degrees Fahrenheit about let's yeah. say about 22 for my Canadian friends about 22 to 24 to like 28 to 30 um, yes. it's basically perfect it is the most perfect place that I've ever <laughs> seen in my life in terms of weather that's why I you just, know why people want to live there it's amazing. oh my god I couldn't believe it I was just like I mean, I think people were sick of me talking about the weather, but like, I, I just couldn't imagine a place where there, the it it was the same every single day. I mean, Could no you imagine a the, place where they where they put all the vendors outside and it wasn't a big deal about well, leaving all your stuff outside without thinking about rain or anything else, you know? The the funny thing about that was I was talking to Ivan about that at ISTE. So yeah. I'm I'm in the I'm in, we're in the vendor area to see and we're in, at the Schoology booth and Ivan sorry Ivan Casanova uh, director of marketing for for Schoology uh, I said Ivan we're having all this stuff outside aren't you worried about the weather and he looks at me in in his in his typical fashion if you know Ivan uh, <laughs> he says he says Mike Mike and he looks at me and he goes Mike it's not gonna rain and then he pauses deep pause and he says Mike it never rains there. It's not going to rain. And I was just like, okay, dude. <laughs> it, but it didn't, it didn't rain. It was beautiful every single day. Yes. Every, every day. single day. It was amazing. And um, you were sick. Like, I, really sick. Yes. Yes. I got, I was there early. Actually, I, I left uh, about five days early to California yeah. to visit my brother who lives in the Los Angeles area. And about, actually, it was only about a day into visiting him. I started getting sick, and then then I got really, really sick, <laughs> where I had to go to urgent care, had to uh, get medical treatment there. <laughs> just yeah, you got you got like yes. antibiotic shots and stuff. Yes, I got shots. I got uh, medicine. Jeez. Uh, and and yeah, the the illness just lived on for weeks, so it was crazy. But they fixed me enough to where I could actually do the session <laughs> that funny, we were supposed funny. to be doing. Powered through it. We did a live show. Yes, we did. That we did. Um, was not uh, the the audio quality was not good enough for you know the internet. Yeah, but it was That's, great there. Fortunate. Oh, I think there was perfect. We had an audience. People were we there. Did. They were they were uh, listening in and having fun so with weird. it. Uh, and then we were doing live interviews, which obviously we've never done before. So that was never awesome. done any of that. Uh, no, we, we've done interviews with people, you know, right in front of us, obviously at ISTE, but not like yeah. this where you had the pressure of an audience and, and performance. And, yes, exactly. Uh, but it went really, really well. And people, uh, it was well received. It's just that to coordinate all the audio and stuff in a live fashion outside is, it, you know, we're going to we're going to need some better equipment to be, <laughs> to, yeah. be able to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I think we've talked to them about how we could do it in the future because I think that everyone loved the show. Like, like the feedback we got was great. I'm a bit of perfectionist, you know, in terms of this stuff. Anyways, I've tried to do this as well as we could possibly do it. Sure. Um, but you know, so 
I'm a little bummed that the content it was good there. Like I said, it was good there. And and I, I we've promised I, I promised Steve Rayo. Steve Rayo is 2017 School G Ambassador of the Year. He actually did like a legit interview with us. Yes, he did. Um, but the I mean the audio wasn't wasn't fair. It was crap. So we'll have um, to bring him on. Yeah, so I, I talked to him. Uh, I talked to him all the time, but I, I said to him, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago, that we'll we'll have him. We'll just have him on because he's a good dude, and and we like talking to good good people. So um, uh, the live show was a blast, though. It was a weird experience. I, I've thought about it a lot, and uh, it's a strange thing being <laughs> like the performance side. I can sit and talk to this microphone all day. Yes, um, but you, but being in front of an audience and doing that whole thing live, it it's interesting. We'll have totally, to do it again, though. Totally different. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it, and, and I'm sure we'll get better at it. So, um, hopefully, uh, we keep we keep doing this, and then we can keep getting better at those things. Because I I think that even doing one in in Minnesota, maybe like next year's Connect, uh, Minnesota would be. I mean, we have a ton of people who listen to the podcast from Minnesota. Oh yeah, well, that'd so, be perfect. I mean, yeah. We'd, we'd fill up a, a bar if we did like a bar uh, at a, a live show at like a bar or something we'd it'd be great it'd be yeah. probably really fun yeah i bet we um, could do something pretty awesome especially if we did it like in the cities i bet we could get a lot of people there yeah for sure so listen your session now i've already like talked about this ad nauseum uh at schoology <laughs> next but i i'm not gonna let you and jared minimize how like people were crying <laughs> because of how not 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 out of laughter but they were emotional about how how good this was in the sense that in the sense that i mean a lot of us have been to a lot of education conferences and and seen really crappy sessions sure. and maybe even delivered crappy sessions <laughs> um and I don't think I've ever seen something that that was like the perfect balance of entertainment and education in the sense that that the people who were in it were learning things. If you were paying attention to like, like, and it wasn't anything like I was expecting, like when you guys started with that Hamilton. Sure. (laughs) I was just I lost it. I lost it right away. And I'm sitting right at the front. Like, Jared was practically spitting on me when he was singing. Uh, I'm sitting right at the front, and I'm losing my mind at how good this was. Uh, I just, I couldn't, if, I tell you, if sessions were like that, conferences would be packed. Yeah, yeah thank you, man. I mean, it was it was amazing. And so interesting. And so, I, I think that, I think that there's a... A link uh, to a um, Periscope. Yes. And it came out we'll, pretty good. We'll put in the show notes. I think Sarah um, Jaffer from Schoology did it. Um, yeah. Or we'll find another one. There's a couple people that Periscoped it, I think. I, I, it, oh, it, and I mean, they had to blow out the wall, right? Yes. They had yes. to open it up. <laughs> there was yes. easily, how many people do you think? There was There was easily 300 people in that room. Um, well, the one room was the capacity was 150, so they had to open up the 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 other room. But it wasn't like it, people were standing up and all yeah. over the place. And so there was I, there was about yeah. 300 people in the room. It was it was insane. 
it was it was absolutely insane. The timing was perfect though too that Schoology was able to go ahead and push it to a time where it didn't compete with other sessions so that people could just come kind of as yeah. you know, they didn't have to like go, Oh, I'm gonna miss this specific session. I didn't, we didn't want it it was when it was originally scheduled before I got sick, we were against other sessions, which I thought was not gonna be a good deal. So it just ended up yeah. working out perfectly that we had a later time uh, after everything was already done so that we could get people there and then yeah i was i was looking back at the video the other day because i was showing it to one of my uh, (laughs) friends who wasn't there and uh i was laughing because i just see how many people have their cell phones out and recording things you know (laughs) right (laughs) it's like you're like at a concert or something (laughs) so i was cracking up at looking at people like recording the audience or recording whatever you know I was uh, losing my mind. Yes, it was it was hilarious. And I, I'm going to talk to... I mean, we've been talking, Jared and I, about uh, doing it again at some other event, you know? Yeah, um, of course. Uh, or just, you know, w- whatever the next conference would be. I know that the Ties Conference, uh, which is held in Minnesota uh, in December, uh, I think that they would be interested in us doing that there. Um, and then, I mean... Wouldn't that be awesome to do something like that at ISTE or something like that? You know, something huge. Oh, you got it. it it's funny when I did my first when when I did my first session in in 2015. I, I was doing I was doing a a Minecraft session called the Minecraft Makerspace, and I my first place I ever delivered it was as a lecture actually at the at a local university's education program. Yeah, and. The professor after came up to me. The the I was a guest. Uh, the 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 professor who was running the class came up to me and said, "Man, you you've got to take that on the road." I had never thought about doing it like sure. other places. Yeah, I basically built it for this B Ed course, um, for for this guest session okay, that I yeah. was doing on, <laughs> on game on game on game based learning. Uh, but that's when I. You know, so I, I did it about three other times and I'll tell you, I would take this one out and yeah. and go around and do it and then, you know, and then work on uh the gamification the musical too. And and literally <laughs> well, for sure we're gonna do that next year. I mean that's uh-huh. that's a given that we're gonna propose a session for next for the for the next time with school next happens. I, I would debut it every year at ISTE uh, as opposed to debuting because ISTE comes sure. before next. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so maybe debut it every year. De- debut it every year at ISTE, and uh, and then uh, oh man, like let me tell you, uh, <laughs> I'm still like I'm emotional just thinking about it because it was it was it was really well received. I I got to say that because so I, I much mean, we fun. Were, we were like well, and people were asking us about it, and they're like well. What is it like? <laughs> and we're trying to describe it to him. We're just saying, I mean, our our description was, it's not like any other session you've ever been to. No. And and just uh, be prepared to have fun with it, you know, because it's, it's, it's definitely audience participation. You know, that's the part that was awesome is everybody got into it. Everybody was singing along, you know, so that's what makes it fun. You know what's amazing, though? It also epitomizes the very, like, nature of gamification and games-based learning that like the one thing that I've always tried to do is, you know, if something's not fun, I don't do it anymore. Sure. I, 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 you try to make it fun. And if it's not fun, if it, if a kid's not having fun, they're not learning. 
they yeah, they don't care. Agree. They they lose interest. And and the same thing happens at conferences. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, adults too. I guarantee you, almost everyone who's listening here is nodding their heads right now because everyone has been in a session that sucked. And <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, I I know what you mean. I'm just saying it in the way that you shouldn't say it to be mean, yeah. but I'm I don't have those types of reservations. Um, you know, if it's not interesting, no one listens. Yeah. So, I mean, you if you but if you look at the words that you're saying in the lyrics, are they're they're br- it's brilliant. It is yes. absolutely Jared did freaking an amazing brilliant. job of and, when he and when he put perfect. that together. Yes, and he definitely, I mean, he led the charge on on the lyrics. And he's also uh, very gifted in theater. He actually was off Broadway and and worked in several things before he became a teacher. And so he was he was guiding me along as far as making sure that we you know made it a production, a show. So that was amazing and, too. And you guys practiced a few times while you were dying before you yes. went to the doctors. <laughs> yes, yes, it wasn't Jeez. very pretty. <laughs> oh, no, but, you were, but, and but you it did turned that out pre- awesome. Yes, you did that pre-conference session. Yes, three hours. <laughs> let me let me actually tell you the story about that because there is a funny story. Because I got there, I got there um, in the in the middle of the your session. Yeah, and and the doorway to your, the room you were in opened up like in the front of the room. Yes. Okay. Like so, you had to like open the door, and I was looking right at you. Yes, yes. And I felt you. so so I, I peeked in and I'm like I, I closed the door really quick and I'm like, oh crap. Cause I it's scared. I'm like, I gotta go in there and everyone's already in there and he's talking and I'm talking to <laughs> someone was standing there, Ivan or something, and they're laughing at me because I'm like, I don't wanna go in there. <laughs> everyone's in there already. I feel bad. And and I was like, Is there a back door? Is there a way that I can go in there without like being like completely a disruptive jerk <laughs> and they're like no dude just go it's it's you it's not like it's like rando glenn, glenn will just say hi and you'll just keep going and it was so weird but um but yeah i finally kind of just bit the bullet and jumped in there i guess but it was weird <laughs> because the door opened right in front of you basically at the front of the room it, those were awkward I was, rooms i thought <laughs> oh i was like oh god do i really have to do this so, anyways, your session was really cool, though. I I liked uh, I liked your what was that system you were using for the slideshow? The, um, Nearpod, right, right, right. Yes, yes. I don't know I why would, I forgot the name of that. But, highly uh, recommend it. Yes, if you're going to do any kind of lecture, uh, uh, it's a good way to bring interaction into it. Um, and there's a free version of it too. Very cool. Uh, we had a ton of fun. Yes, at, uh, it was amazing. Uh, Everybody that went there, love all of you guys. I mean, there's a reason why I think that Schoology is like a really powerful learning management system, and they're doing yeah. really well. And that's the community is ridiculous, yeah, it just and welcoming. Oh man, we had so much. You you were you were in your room quite a bit, not feeling well. Yeah, but boy oh boy, some of the some of the people and the personalities and. You get to hang out with everyone, and it was it was a ton of fun. It was yes. I, I I'm excited to go back uh, and and do it all again. I wonder where and, it'll uh, be at. I don't know. I'm I'm I hoping for like uh, Hawaii, somewhere I've never been. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Jamaica Schoology Next 2019 Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> Start a hashtag and make it work. 
<laughs> I mean, geez, so they'll do Why it not? on a resort in San Diego. Jamaica's not. Jamaica's probably cheaper, to be honest. Um, because it's it's like all good conferences. It wasn't it wasn't cheap. No. Probably about what about maybe cost me about twenty twenty two hundred bucks all in. Yeah, I mean the ticket is Canadian. Sorry, uh, normal. Uh, if you didn't get it early, it's about eight hundred dollars for the ticket. Yeah. Um, so the, just that. Just think about that. <laughs> no, that's just the ticket to get in, um, and then you have to, of course, think about room and board and you know everything else at a resort. Exactly. In Southern California, <laughs> where it never. Yep. Where it never <laughs> Never Beautiful rains. place, yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, very, very fun. Uh, can't wait for next year. Listen, if you're a Schoology user uh, and you're not going to Schoology next year, wrong. Um, and, and you should definitely, uh, you should definitely fix that next year. Uh, when we come back, uh, you know, the school year's coming up sooner yes. for you than for me, I guess. But we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, the upcoming school year a little bit. On education is brought to you by Audible, Mike. What have you been reading lately? And I suppose you're you're kind of like me, where you have quite a few books that you have on your list. I have too many books on my list. I have <laughs> probably about forty audiobooks on my queue, and um, between listening to podcasts and audiobooks, uh, I am well stocked. Um, lots of cool books are on Audible. Hundreds and thousands of titles, and you can get your own audiobook download for free. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash oneducation, that's audibletrial.com slash oneducation, and you can get a free audiobook download. You should go do that, like, right now. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, new school year coming up. Uh, I start on September 4th, or at least that's my first day of school. I'm, I'm back on August 20th. You guys are back. You actually have to go in today for something, uh, I think. Yes. Uh, but but your your school starts uh, a little bit earlier, as far as I know. And uh, yeah, we're really excited. So we're gonna we're gonna just talk about what we're gonna do this year, a little bit of uh, some ideas, uh, and and just some thoughts on on starting starting the the year. Uh, so when do when do you go back? Because I'm I'm a little confused about this. I guess just like always. Uh, <laughs> it's actually the same date as you. I mean, that's okay. when my, when the students will be back. Will be September fourth. Fourth. Actually, I think we have September fourth. Is is we do a school wide new student orientation, uh, and then uh, by school wide, I mean district wide. Uh, yeah. And then September fifth, I think, is a Wednesday. Um, that's the day that all students are in session. Uh, we the the teachers are contractually. Uh, we're supposed to be there the week before. It's the Monday. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the same day as you um, to be able to get there. But since I'm a tech, you know, coach, instructional coach, we're developing our professional development and doing a bunch of different stuff like uh, distribution of of one to one devices before that. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's just yeah. kind of my other obligations that I do, which are you know totally awesome and cool. You have to prepare those things in order to make sure that they turn out you know well yeah <laughs> just like yeah, any lesson course. planning yeah yeah we um we have an optional for this is the first year we have an optional week so we can come in on the on the 20th to the 24th oh, and cool. there's some optional training stuff um do they uh, pay so, you for those so, two yeah so yes um extra 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. Which never happened before. Uh, and and we get a, a paycheck at the end of the month. We've never gotten, even though we've always come on uh, come in that last week of August. So this year it's the twenty seventh to the thirty first. Yes. But we've never gotten paid for that week. Um, you know, in the past. Uh, so so in, and because our school we get paid at the end of every month. It means yes. that we would have had to go. We had to go through a whole all of September before we got paid. Yes. Um, at the end of September. So this is actually a lot more convenient for for a lot of us because we don't at our school we don't get paid uh in the summer at all so i haven't yeah. had a paycheck since the end of june yeah you talked about that it's a 10 month cycle right yeah yes. yeah so so this year we get to come in on the 20th uh and work two weeks and get two weeks pay on the 31st of august which is awesome That's great. it makes it to be honest it makes a huge difference for us um and and then and then and then school starts on the 4th uh, I don't have any classes on the fourth. They they cancel um, what we would call specialty classes uh, in the morning of the fourth. Sure. But okay. uh, if I have classes on the Tuesday, whatever cycle day that is, that's that's when we get started in the afternoon. Um, so yeah, I mean we're getting really close to it. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this year. Uh, I actually, to be honest, I I think I've been thinking more about the upcoming year this year than previous. And this is actually your really? first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think this is your this is your first full year as a tech coach. So, so what yes. do you what are you thinking about for this year? It's uh, in terms it's really of what, different. what your plans are. <laughs> it's really different. You know, when I was teaching, um, I had a process. You know, eight, eighteen years of doing it, you yeah. you start developing a process of like, okay, I need to start getting these specific things ready, and then and then just. Probably like other teachers do. What am I going to change? Yeah. Um, what's going to be effective? How do I start the year off so that we really, uh, really make good student connections so that they, you know, are excited about being in your class and those kinds of things. But though now that I'm an instructional coach, I'm trying to do the. In a way, it's kind of similar, except I want to make those connections with my peers. So yeah. that would be the biggest difference I think right now is that. You're talking about adult learning versus, uh, you know, your students. Right, right. So you're going to try to, uh, you know, make better connections with the teachers at the school, I guess, is what you're saying there. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the number one thing. I even said that, I believe I said that in my interview, that in order to be able to do, to deliver effective instruction of any kind, your, your audience needs to have a connection with you. Yeah, of uh, and the stronger that connection is, the more likely that they're going to remember this stuff and then the more likely that they're going to want more. Uh, so the same thing happens, I think, in professional development. Really need to make uh, an effort to develop those connections and then, and then start finding out what are teachers doing as far as in their classes and how can you help them to, mm-hmm. to grow, you know, uh, without being, you know, you know, feeling like you're an administrator. You know, you're there to just basically compliment their work, to not 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 to criticize their work. Yeah, yeah, totally. I uh, I try to do one new thing a year. Yes, a- at least one new thing a year, like one big new thing. I try to do a lot of new things, but I I try to do one big new thing a year. So, um, so when I when I started teaching computer science, I rewrote the curriculum and I said it was a five year plan. Okay. Uh, I I kind of roadmapped it for five years. I knew what was going to happen, 
um, in those five years, virtually okay. to the year. Um, so, so I guess the reason why I say I'm thinking a lot more about this year than most years is because I'm a, I'm going into year six. Ooh, so it's starting and the cycle again. Kinda. So I, I've I've been thinking a lot about you know what tools I'm going to use or or you know I have the content down. The content's great, uh, and I know it's great because the kids are doing great work. Yeah. Um, but I I've been thinking about tools. Uh, you know, one of the great things about going to all these conferences and talking to other teachers and uh, doing this podcast is that you're exposed to to a lot of different tools and and devices and and ideas uh that i'm not sure i would have been exposed to uh prior and so i'm going to be using i think i'm going to be using in particular flipgrid helps that it's free now oh god yeah i mean that's Um, huge and and i think i'm going to use either uh gimkit or kahoot i haven't decided which one okay i'm i'm going to use yet i'm kind of playing with both of them yeah i would do Um, both and and um you know i was experimenting actually last night with embeds in schoology and 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 found uh you know i guess there was a session that i didn't go to because i thought i was all excited until i told steve rayo about it on twitter last night and he's like dude we know about this so i i mean <laughs> totally took the wind out of my sails but i figured out how to embed anything into into schoology by using uh an uh, an iframe uh, an iframe generator. So I, I went. Yeah, that's and I awesome. Kind of, yeah. No, I mean, so that's, like I, I had not a lot of people up. do that though. So I mean, it's not like I mean, just because I mean, Stephen is on the edge <laughs> of things, you know. Right. So I it's guess okay so. that he does that. Yeah. Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was being cool, and then Steve totally ate, my, you know, peed in my cornflakes. Like better. <laughs> um, but anyways, I was playing with iframe generators and taking Kahoot windows and. To putting them in the eye because they don't have a uh, embed code in Kahoot. I don't know if Gimkit does. Do you know if Gimkit has embeds? Um, uh, you know what? Can you I embed don't know. a Gimkit into Schoology? I don't. I don't think you can do that yet. But that is one of the things that I know. He has a long list of the things a that roadmap. he's working on. Um, but it's still in its infancy, so not yet. Sure. But you can't do that with. Can you do that with Kahoot? I don't and think you so. can't. No, you can't. No, no I didn't. So that's so. why I was playing with it. I, I I took the URL for the for the for the quiz in yeah. Kahoot, put it in this iframe generator, it creates an iframe code that you then okay. just paste into the embed part of Schoology, and bam, you know, Kahoot's embedded in Schoology now. Okay. I get you. It was pretty awesome actually. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would say that that's not a very well known oh. um, thing. So yeah, cool. I yeah. That's a definitely that definitely is a tutorial video there. Even though Stephen probably already created one, <laughs> right? That's what. Well, I gave that to him because I don't make tutorial videos or anything like that. But he does a lot of them actually. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, you gotta you gotta do this. I I think he said that Tara Amsterdam, uh, she's a Schoology master, sure. very yeah, very yeah, cool, very very cool person. Um, she she showed people how to do that in in her session, the the ninja, the Schoology oh. ninja session. Sure. Yeah, uh, and I, I think I'm just gonna take your idea right now, and I'm writing it down. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna make a video about. Go it. make that video. Yep, and I'm gonna. Someone has Steven to. <laughs> Someone has to. It's really cool. Uh, so you can take really anything that's embeddable or not even embeddable, and, and make it embeddable by putting it in a an iframe generator. Anyways, I'm gonna do that. 
Nice. Um, so I'm excited about using uh, some sort of a quizzing tool uh, that, or a gamification type tool. Uh, I'm excited about using Flipgrid. I'm going to use Padlet a little bit for um, for some some brainstorming and kind of mind mapping stuff. Uh, yes. I've used MindMeister before. If you've ever heard of MindMeister, I but have. Um, yes. But I'm kind of I'm kind of tempted to do it in a little bit different way. I'm still thinking about doing my game design challenge in groups. Yeah, uh, and wrapping my head around how to do that. So I got lots of lots of st- excuse me, lots of stuff I'm thinking about in terms of next year. And that's uh, that's awesome. I mean, I I think this is an exciting time of year, but it's also a a uh, <laughs> like a nerve wracking time of year for teachers mm-hmm. uh, trying to say, okay, what are the things that I can that I can actually do here in day one or week one or the first few weeks, and then what am I going to save, you know, for down the road so that it you know, I don't overwhelm myself. You know, that's what I usually try to tell people if they're going to use any kind of new techniques or tools or whatever it might be. I was like, you know, make it manageable for yourself so that you can sustain, you know, throughout the year. Because it's a long year, so you don't have to do it all in the first week. Yeah. I'm trying to set the tone a little bit different. Of course. Yes. Um, I think in previous years I've, I've, I've set a tone like as if as if we never left kind of stuff kind of just being kind of cool and casual yeah uh it, but and I, I like that and i think the kids like that part of my personality because um you know uh, it's fun uh but but i i also want to just be i don't know how to say this and i keep i i know i'm saying it wrong because it's making me sound really bad but I'm, i want to be nicer i don't know how to say that differently i want to sure, no, that makes sense i just i, I feel like my personality is misunderstood fairly often, I think, as someone who's, you know, um, aggressive and, and that kind of stuff. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I am. I just come across that way sometimes. Okay, yeah. Um, and, I, and I think I'm a really nice kid guy to, to my students, but I'm going to try to project that more, I think. And I'm thinking about it a lot. Um, and... You know, I met a lot of really awesome people this summer who do a really good job of projecting it, even though they are still thinking about, like, business and networking and, like, um, who would be a good example of this? I'm not... Noah. Noah's yeah. a great example of this. Yeah. No guys, Noah's, he's, Noah he's is all Noah is all business in the sense that this guy is professional, he's accomplished, he's... he's all of those things. Yes. Yet he's also one of the nicest guys that I had ever is. met in that world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. He's running like 12 things all at the exact same time. And smiling. He has the whole time. a smile and a, and a hug ready for you. A hundred percent. I think that that's, I guess him and I, I, I mean, Steve Isaacs, I guess is another guy that Absolutely. is always just one. happy. Always just looking like he's, you know, just loving loving what he does and i love what i do a hundred percent and i want to project that more you know as and have it come out of my personality more because i'm not sure it does yeah that's a great i think a great goal uh for all of us just to because there is a lot of joy in our in our jobs yeah uh, being connected to students and and doing all of the things that we get to do uh, and then rem- trying to remember that even in the most stressful kind of times, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the, in the kind of 
the junk that's outside and then not re- and then yeah. forget about hey you know what there's some awesome things that are happening and and uh and we get to work with these amazing young minds and and really make an impact uh have an opportunity to make an impact uh on their lives and for the rest of their lives totally all of that uh you know lot lots gonna happen this year this is a big year for me uh like I said, the the plan at at, at uh, the computer science program was a five year plan. This is year six. Uh, there is tons of change on my horizon. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it yet, but uh, uh, this is a big year for me. And so, yes. um, you know, the the great thing is now, or, or not great thing is that uh, you know a couple thousand people a week get to I guess share that with me now. That is uh, awesome. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see what all happens. It's going to be weird. Um, I'm going to rely on Glenn for moral support, <laughs> I suppose. The only other thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this segment up is that this is a great time of year. If you Listen, if you're not attached to using, you know, a social network for education, you, this is the time of year to get into that. Absolutely. Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whatever jam your social networking is Pinterest get engaged. There's so many, just yeah, in the last so couple days in amazing, particular, amazing people out there. And so many uh, people are getting revved up right now at this time of year and really yeah. ready to make new connections and listen yeah. to the ideas that are, you know, everything from how do you begin the first day of class to, you know, like what you're talking about, setting that awesome tone as far as in class uh, to great ideas for lesson plans or units or whatever it might be. Gosh, there's just so much stuff out there uh, and it's all free. <laughs> That's what makes me happy. Uh, yeah, totally. And I mean, I saw some beautiful classrooms last night just floating around on Twitter, looking looking at, at some different people's posts and some people, a lot of people are sharing their classrooms now because they're all set up. Some people start school today. I know. Um, so, so isn't that crazy? Are, yeah. <laughs> so, so people are sharing their rooms and stuff. And, and listen, if you're not on Twitter and you want to get on Twitter, uh, follow us. Follow, follow at Mr. Washburn. Follow Irv Spanish I R V Spanish. Absolutely. And, and we'll listen, let us back. know if you send us a message and let us know that that you got on Twitter because we told you to. Uh, we'll we'll uh, share your info with. Uh, people in our in our uh, Glenn has I don't know how many followers but seven or eight thousand followers and and I'm I'm shooting up to about fourteen I just passed fourteen hundred the other day it's unbelievable to think I had six hundred followers about eight months ago so that's amazing so things are skyrocketing for us and and we'll share your info and and get you some some people in your PLN yes uh, for your, sure your get you connected to, to, to learn some from. people to listen to to be able to connect them to other people it's just awesome yes so we're percent we're happy to do that and uh so absolutely have a have a great year everyone please send us messages on twitter or uh even at the uh if you go to on education podcast.com down at the bottom there's a form you can send us messages there we check it you know once every couple weeks and and if you have questions or anything uh, you can talk to us there too. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to Santiri Coivisto, the CEO of Teacher Gaming. 
All right, welcome back to the show. We are uh, here, uh, well, not here live, but we're here, and we're talking to <laughs> Santeri Quivisto, the CEO of Teacher Gaming. Welcome uh, to the pod, Santeri. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Awesome. Um, so, so I guess the first thing uh, we'll talk about is it, we announced it actually uh, a couple weeks ago on the Twitters, but uh, you know, you you guys sponsored us uh, for ISD twenty eighteen. That was a blast. We we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of work. Six episodes in five days, and talked about teacher gaming a ton. And uh, we're happy to announce that you guys have signed on to continue sponsoring the show actually people have already heard the first advertisement because we uh recorded the main part of the podcast prior to this so uh you know i i guess we'll say thank you and uh and maybe you want to talk about uh why you decided to to work with us and 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 uh and share our excitement i guess it's exciting stuff well i i think it was a very very natural thing so i'm very glad that you guys uh and, and we figured it out and uh, this is happening um from the very early days of when the minecraft edu the legacy good old minecraft edu started we always wanted to invite uh gamer educators teachers any type of educators who were interested in games to join our slack channels or we had we used hip chat back in the days right. and uh, i think from there this uh, dialogue and this partnership with whoever is interested in sharing their uh, thoughts on how to use Minecraft back then, but nowadays, of course, many other games and mm -hmm. any format they were using, we wanted to be there and, and help uh, help them. So I think that now that there are teachers that use games and educators that are gamers who are running a podcast, I, I mean, for us, it's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Let's, uh, let's, let's be part of this. <laughs> It's That's it's funny. I, I talk. Um, I I do a lot of the the business side of this, and one of the things I say to to people, and, and I mean, I I would have said this to Joanna, and we would have said the same thing to the folks at Schoology and whoever else we're dealing with, is that the the great thing about our audience is that almost all of them exclusively are educators. It's not a it's not like a really low percentage, for lack of better words, hit rate. You are getting an audience that is almost exclusively people who would be interested in your stuff and yes. and and we're as as people who love video games glenn and i talk about video games constantly on the show we've <laughs> already talked about world of warcraft comes out today uh, the new expansion so i mean we're, we're we talk about video games all the time and i i mean it's a it's a captive market it's it's exactly the people that we want um hearing about the work that you guys are doing you guys are doing awesome stuff and and I think that this is the this is as perfect a fit for I think both of us as you could possibly get. So it's super exciting for us as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that it's great that there is a is a place for teachers, educators to first of all share you know their success stories, but also for the ones that are not that familiar and but understand and know the potential. See everybody, you know, all the all the young people, even adults nowadays, playing games and uh, just thinking that oh boy, if I could leverage. Uh, that somehow I, it's a great to, to know that there is a there is a sort of a uh, platform for that. Lacking of better yes. word. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been a big fan of teacher gaming for years now, Santeri. And uh, of course, it started out with exactly what you were just talking about, Minecraft Edu, the Legacy Edition. Uh, but I always felt that your company truly supported teachers, not just in the product, but delivering highly effective game-based learning and. Uh, what I want to make sure we distinguish is between the companies out there that are putting together just 
kind of uh, gaming on the side of learning. So, you know, the chocolate covered broccoli, uh, but your company's mission is truly connected to teaching and learning. So my question is, how do you how do you guys stay connected to educators and, and to our students? Because it seems like you're doing an amazing job doing that. Well, first of all, thank you. I, I, I think that the secret sauce for us is that we are also educators and gamers ourselves. Yes. Um, <clears throat> because of a few lucky mistakes, I guess we ended up first working with Minecraft and then with other games. And uh, the whole whole journey started when I was myself in a classroom and felt like this Minecraft thing has a huge potential. Um, nowadays, I try to spend as much time uh, in schools. Of course, my work mostly ends up dealing with the administrators, but uh, whenever they say yes to a student demo, that t- tends to make me excited because then I can come up with a lesson plan and I can do like this cool uh, game-based learning using a game in a class lesson plan with real students that I haven't met before, so it's always a bit scary at the same time. That's awesome. But I think that throwing myself into the pit uh, <laughs> once in a while with maybe a new game that I haven't used uh, at all or haven't played, like there are plenty of games still left in our portfolio that we, I haven't played myself, and then uh, <laughs> testing it out, because we claim that teachers that want to use games can pretty much just use the doorknob tactic that you don't plan anything, you just go in, open up a lesson and run it. So I've been doing that a couple of times that is that actually true? Can I do it myself? (laughs) But of course, I mean, I play games, uh, one of the latest games that I've been playing a lot. Unfortunately, I don't think that this is anytime soon coming to the classrooms, unfortunately, but it's Subnautica. An oh, amazing wow, game. Yeah. That's a beautiful game. <laughs> so I think that playing a lot of games myself helps to uh, keep up with the pace of uh, what are the cool games that actually could potentially come into the classroom as well. I've heard yes. uh, people have been talking lately about uh, what was the game Jurassic, that new Jurassic Park game, and how there's some really interesting education connections with that. And Glenn and I are both. Glenn has been playing it for a while, and I just picked it up. Monster Hunter World. And thinking about, um, you know, there might be some even some interesting connections to education there, too. So I, I love that you guys do take like real legit games and then yes. think about how to how to turn turn them into educational experiences. It's 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 easily my favorite thing about what you guys. Well, well yeah, thank you. Um... So, yeah, I just think that when I've been following the game-based learning, well, following it now very closely for 10 years, uh, and then already before that, I've been looking at the history books of, of games being in the, in the classroom, and uh, one of my, sort of my observations has been that game media, first of all, is very expensive to build. And uh, especially if you want to make it like highly polished, highly engaging, uh, and then when we are looking at school budgets and how much money, for example, people are interested and willing and capable of spending on on educational resources in general, it just it's hard to justify spending the resources on maybe few hours of content. I, I just, I mean, my I'm I'm afraid that I have to say that. Uh, in terms of making games from scratch to school is so big of an overhead when it comes to business that I would say that the business is almost uh, broken uh, in hard. that sense. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that. I mean, that's that what Mike is just talking about. I think the game-based learning aspect of the way that you're turning these commercial games into true game-based learning experiences is unlike 
any other place that I've seen it except for that, you know, that Minecraft experience that I had with Minecraft EDU and then now with the education edition. But how about uh, teachers that are unfamiliar with it, Santeri? Um, what do you feel are the most important aspects for delivering effective game-based learning? Like a new teacher, they're unfamiliar, they're, they're paranoid about, you know, delivering that lesson. Uh, what would you tell them as far as important aspects for going ahead and doing that? Well, I, well, I would just say that go for it. Um, yes. And 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 uh, typically, I would recommend first time if you have the chance try with slightly older students, meaning like maybe a ten. 10 plus year old because okay. they are generally the most excited about games they already play very complex games they you know they can help you to facilitate the class um, so you don't have to point. be the expert like 100% expert of course it helps if you play if you get to know the game even a tiny bit yourself so you know what it's about uh, but then I think this is a very, very important question and one of the things that what we felt is very important for our business to thrive and make, you know, make, make teachers be, be able to, to use games is that there needs to be this ongoing pedagogical support that if you are not a gamer yourself, you don't have the time to spend a lot of time with video games because maybe you have you know, kids, maybe you have other things in your life, other hobbies. Um, so then there would be always uh, maybe a WhatsApp number or a Skype call or, or something that you can have with a more seasoned uh, gamer educator or one of our teachers in, in the community that you can have that 15 minute conversation about what could fit my, my class, what it requires for the technical side of life and, uh, you know, how to get going. And I think that that type of support that we have been uh, doing, especially now that I've been spending a lot of time in India, uh, yes. that that support is is uh, is is golden. That that is, that's such a great point. Professional development, just being able to connect with with uh, someone who has already done it, and then they can guide you through, uh, especially those first experiences. But even later on, when you're like, okay, I've done these things, what can I do next? You know, can you give me some ideas? And that's a great thing that you guys uh, do there is that support for, for teachers and that professional development. So I was going to ask you, what is on the horizon for teacher gaming? What can we expect from you guys? Um, well, currently we are, of course, looking at uh, some new games. Um, we have, I think, about 10 or so in the, in the pipeline. Um, nice. So, so you'll, you'll know which, which those are uh, very soon. And, but to be honest, to be honest with uh, where our our company currently is is that now it's really time to uh, hit the ground, uh, meet schools, meet teachers, uh, see how we can make this work from the business point of view, and I think from our company focus that's uh, that's really the key uh, key point. Something, by the way, I want to add to that uh, that previous question, if I may. Yeah was that what we have seen already with, with Minecraft being one game that, that teachers used, uh, but now, especially when there are more games in the portfolio, we see that every year there is this value or this, uh, this thing keeps sort of growing in a way that first year it might be this one game about solar system, next year it's that, but there is also this uh, 
city building project, uh, this phenomena-based learning or whatever. And it sort of the value of games when people get step-by-step step more familiar with that keeps on growing. And I think that, of course, Minecraft being a such a flexible platform, you can do so many things uh, going forward. But at the same time, it's nice to have like uh, different types of games. Just one thing that I wanted to point out. Yeah, of course. No, and I think that that's, a, that's an amazing point too, because uh, for example, Mike and I are into you know city building games, that city mm -hmm. skylines that you guys have, but you guys offer a variety of different types of games for your different types of player types, you know, your different, different gamers yeah, that want to get into different things because not everybody's going to be hardcore into you know a sandbox type of world, but you're going to be into a variety of different games as, as Mike and I talk about all the time too. One one thing that I think well, we have uh, this ongoing partnership with Filament Filament Learning and Filament Games, which I think is, uh, is an amazing, amazing company, and I think that their games are this very, especially uh, some of them are like this very beautiful balance between very immersive, engaging game mechanics uh, and then uh, this real sort of hardcore curricular uh, lesson sort of content there and I think that those um, filament learning games are some of the best games to get started if you are if you are a teacher that has no previous experience and just wants to sort of get get out there and get, see the reaction of students I think sure. something like Dr. Guts for example might be a, like a great a great, great first game for you to try yes. yeah it's such a great point there too um, so I, I was uh, going to end on here anything that you want to go ahead and uh, tell our audience as far as how do we get started with teacher gaming uh, how, do, how does someone out there listening to this they're like okay I'm interested what should I do next well my general point is that uh, of course we are we are one one company and we we feature some games out of so many games that are out there not only about education but uh but in, in general, but I, what I would recommend to start, of course, is to pay attention to what happens in the game, game, games industry and game field, and not like what the what games are your students playing? Because I playing think that yes. there is a lot of a uh, lot of value just you know going on a school break and ask your students if they are on their mobiles, like hey guys what, or girls, what are you playing? Can I can I you know take a look? Can you explain yes. what's going on? I think that's you know the great starting point. Uh, but then, if somebody wants to get uh, you know uh, their hands dirty with uh, <laughs> with games in their classroom or 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 maybe give some homework, uh, we um, we do have uh, like this uh, onboarding, like this support thing that anybody who is interesting can just uh, let us know, and uh, we're happy to you know provide free of charge. Uh, uh, trial I don't know one month or, or a few months and then uh, then people can get uh, like an onboarding session where we can look into what type of uh, goals you might have for games nice. then one of our educators can help uh, help you to find the game what technicalities you might want to take into account and of course like how you facilitate the first lesson that you are going to be doing where to find the resources so our job is to provide basically that very smooth first game experience in the class and of course if that after that you feel like this is a great tool i want to learn more then then hopefully there are there are some uh, some opportunities for us to work together from the business point of view but of course uh, one thing is that we we would like to give everybody a, a possibility uh, to try the games that we work, get a sense of game pedagogy or like using games in the class. And if the games that you are looking for 
are not in our portfolio, I hope that you just find like great games that you can use in your class. And if the games are not available for education just yet, let us know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. So, yes. so yeah, www.teachergaming.com. Uh, you can go there and, and like Centauri said, you can sign up for a free trial. They do have a, an awesome onboarding process you can actually literally get on a phone call or a skype call or whatever with these folks and they can walk you through um whatever you need to to do i i think it's great that uh Centauri said don't be afraid uh, just it, it's literally video games and and uh and there's nothing less scary than video games and and it is a great way to to teach kids uh awesome Centauri, uh thanks for joining us this has been thank awesome you so much. uh thank you so much Thank you very much. On Education is an on podcast media production. My name is Mike Washburn. My co-host is Glenn Irvin. You can get in touch with us or ask us questions to answer on air by visiting our website, oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Glenn is at Spanish on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at Mr. Washburn. Our sound engineer is Jake Kodweiss. He's on Twitter at JK Radio. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be honored if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Schoology, for supporting us. Check out Schoology.com to learn how they can help you advance what's possible. Thanks, as always, for listening. Stay awesome. See you soon.